Hey everybody, it's a fun Christmas Yuletide Hanukkah, whatever Kwanzaa. I don't know if Kwanzaa happens in this month. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, uh, Kickass Reverend Gaming Podcast. Ralph Leibniz. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. He likes all the holidays in December, Gumbert, <laughs> uh, especially especially Jack Skellington. And we have with us here Chad. He hates everything, Michael Ennis. Wow, grinchy, 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 rah, 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 rah. gifts, gifts, gifts. I uh, I googled as you were saying that I googled. Yuletide, comma, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yuletide is sometimes used as another word for Christmas time in the Christmas season. Did you know Christmas time is all one word squished together? Really? The word Yule can be used as another name for Christmas, the Christian holiday to celebrate the birth of Jesus. You know, Yule is also what Soldier Boy used to say. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> Soldier Boy, that oh. Anyways, uh, catch us live on Twitch.tv slash Affleabedia Sunday evenings at 8.30. YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Chad, I got one more thing before we go on to the news, because guess, guess what? It's December, guys. News, not super heavy. That's fine. Um, have you seen that trailer for that Grinch horror movie? Grinch horror movie? Yeah. No, I've seen the Apparently, Santa beat the shit out of you. I'm from well, I'm Stranger Things movie. Not the movie, but I've seen the trailer. <laughs> You refusing to call that man by his real name is always funny to me. What is his no, name? They, so, Carolina. David Harper. <laughs> <laughs> his name's not Hopper. It's not Carolina. Hopper, comma, who is he? Question mark. Let's put that in. <laughs> it says Jim. Jim Hopper. Jim oh, it's Hopper, David Harper. Okay. <laughs> yeah, David Harper's the actor. Uh, but no, so there's apparently a lot of things are going into public domain, right? Because there's that. Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Oh, and that's it's straight right. Up Winnie the Pooh. They are also making a Grinch one because I guess it's been enough time in his public domain now. Um, Grinch I just like scary. That this is a What's thing. the name of it? You cannot keep googling things like this. <laughs> uh, the Did mean one. The mean one. There it is. I'm sure it'll be awful, but it looks crazy. What is it coming out on? I don't, I don't. Is it in the theaters? Is it? The mean one. What's it coming out on? I cannot do this. Uh, upcoming on today's show. Let me know. <laughs> Release on my dad's Google birthday this. on December 9th. Oh. oh, that's coming out real soon. Yeah. Um, I'm just seeing that it's being released. I'm not seeing like a streaming service. I, I think it might this just be like a VOD thing. Is it? Maybe. I don't know. It looks oh, fun to me. Distribution. Um, wait a minute. On November 23rd this year, it was announced that the film would debut in cinemas on December 9th, 2022, courtesy of Atlas Film Distribution, with XYZ Films no longer involved in the release of the film. Damn. Wow. That's a quick turnaround. Never heard about it, and it comes out in two weeks. Uh, well, it has a terrible um, uh, poster. <laughs> I don't know why this means poster. <laughs> the poster, poster looks poster? awful. Oh, no. Again, okay. it looks bad that Winnie the Pooh movie, also probably not great, but I'm excited. For horror Speaking movies. of poo, uh, Decent Mini Games in the chat got? says, this is the month Mary poops out in Jesus. <laughs> that is That happens that is in, the Christian, in the Christian holidays. In the, Everyone knows in the that. Christian ethos, not ethos, in the Christian lore. Mythology. Mary yeah. pooped Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's one of those I didn't know I was pregnant show kind of things where they like go to yeah, the yeah. they like, they just think they're constipated for a little bit. Always a funny thing that happens in a show where like a teenage girl goes into like the the bathroom on prom it's like oh i had a baby it's like what how'd you not how are you unaware right that you were nine also, months pregnant here's the thing family guy did a song did an episode with a song that was called prom night dumpster baby i'm just Great a song. prom night dumpster baby but here's the thing that baby wouldn't have been born on prom night it would have been born nine months after porn prom night i just said porn night um it doesn't make sense after porn night it doesn't make sense <laughs> you ever know? yeah Anyways, uh, Fortnite turns legal. I love that headline. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo gets quote-unquote serious. But first, Game Awards hype. This is from multiple Whoa! sources. Ooh, hypey, hypey, hypey. Show me your diapy, diapy, diapy. Show me your diaper, yeah, everyone loves. Everyone loves those diapers. Yeah. Game Awards <laughs> hype from, from uh, VGC and IGN. That's a lot, of, a lot of information on Game Awards. So, Game Awards host and producer, Joff Keighley, Joff. has talked about this year's event. Telling fans, I haven't felt this good about a show in a while. Ooh, he's excited. According to the host, this year's Game Awards will feature 30 to 40 games showing new content and a fair number of new game announcements. 
Uh, these are all quotes from Jeff, by the way, everything I'm about to read. Uh, so I am very excited if everything holds and we can keep some surprises. It's going to be a very all-capital fun night. Haven't felt this good about a show in a while. He added, I don't think we'll have that many CG trailers. Uh, there are a couple that I remember, but generally a lot of gameplay. Uh, we're going to break these down and talk them as you go through, but 30 to 40 mostly gameplay stuff how you feeling 30 to 40 games you know as soon as i was reading through these notes today in preparation for this podcast i was like 30 to 40 games you know what that means three to four hours but not the case apparently yeah we'll get there when we get there but yeah uh i wonder how many of these are are actually going to be like given proper time or whether it's going to be like here are 11 games and then here are 29 games in a sizzle reel like, and a montage. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get a montage at some point. Or maybe we'll just get a bunch of like one minute. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I'm always happy with gameplay over CG. CG's fun. I do like CG trailers. Yeah. But, I mean, people want to see the games of the gameplay. Uh, by the way, speaking of, you know, 30 to 40, this show is going to be seven hours long, including the pre-show with Shik Hydro Man. Uh, <laughs> the show is also planned to be shorter from another report from VGC. Uh, one thing we're doing this year is we're trying to make the show a little bit shor- shorter. Uh, Keeley said, I won't say anything official until we're through our rehearsals, but I'm thinking it's going to be a significantly shorter show this year. I remember, I don't remember the exact time, but I feel like last year legitimately was like four hours. It was right? so long. I, it was definitely longer than three hours last year. Um, which is, especially for, the, if for it to be that long and then just to like, they speed through the stuff I don't care about. So I'm not mad about that. But I like straight up, if you can keep it to like two and a half. Maybe this should be like a thing with EA or E3 presentations. I'm like, I do not want to watch this for an hour and a half. Yeah, give I don't me want to watch a, 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 bunch of, hour. a bunch of executives try and do Wii Sports or Wii Fit on stage and do a push-up challenge. Like, I don't want to see that. Nintendo is insane. <laughs> They're like, we're, we're going to bring these refugees out to play tennis or whatever. Like, it was always oh, <laughs> <Refugees>. crazy. <laughs> we went know. to the depths of some third world country to bring you poor people to see how well they can play our waggle game. I don't know why I said refugees. That's not the word I was searching for, but uh, <laughs> there it is. But while we're watching these, hopefully, two-hour, three-hour show, Valve is trying to be Santa out here, keeping the holidays alive. Uh, Valve is giving away free Steam decks uh, to a handful of Lucky Game Awards viewers. For every minute of the Game Awards, Valve will give one 512-gigabyte Steam deck away adding up to nearly 200 Steam Decks. So if you assume it's a three-hour show, 180 minutes, almost 200 Steam Decks, which is and just giving them away for free. Have it. Damn. Uh, well, if the, maybe that's why Jeff Keighley's making it significantly shorter, because he has to pay for every Steam Deck. <laughs> out of his pocket, yeah. out of his own personal <laughs> bank account, yeah. Uh, to be eligible to win a Steam Deck during this giveaway, fans in the U.S., Canada, U.K., or EU can register. They also have to be. Uh, they also have to have made a purchase on Steam between November 14th of last year and this year. Must be good standings and all that good stuff. Don't have an account where you, you know... Got suspended for buying too many porn games. Uh, the giveaway will begin on December 8th at 5 p.m. PST when the main Game Awards show kicks off. Um, the hopefully Steam Deck owners must be also, though hopeful Steam Deck owners must also be watching Steam's official stream of the Game Awards. So yeah, you got to get on Steam's page to do it. So I'm going to have two going. I'm going to have the Steam page just on the side for fun. Mm-hmm. And then if we all get in a thing on chat, I'll have that on another screen. Because I'm trying to win a free Steam Deck. I'm not playing What's around. The, what do you think? You have to have made a purchase on Steam between November 14th of last year and November 14th of this year. Do you think that it counts if I purchased Prince of Persia for Barf last year, but it didn't work, so I got it refunded? When did we do that in time? Do you think that would have been we did counted that sometime in that time? this year, didn't we? No, maybe. Let me tell you, time, not even a circle <laughs> at this point, just a triangle. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Maybe so. I know I've made a couple purchases, so I should be good. In yeah, I, I bought so. it and then it was like, oh, this is PC only, not Mac. And I was like, cool, refund me immediately. And they did. But I was like, does that count? Does that make me eligible? How about this, Chad? If I win a Steam Deck, I will let you borrow it on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just ship it back and forth. No okay. problems. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this year. It's always fun time hanging out and chat and just seeing all the big announcements in the trailers. Uh, and if I can win something for free, it will absolutely be on a second screen so Steam can get their concurrent number and I will get, hopefully, something for free. That's that's like a low bar, of, uh, like a low amount of effort to, like, maybe it'll win, like... 
Yeah. Yeah, I could have an iPad running with it on the side on Steam's channel and and enter this thing. I'll do it. I'll do it, even if that doesn't count. Yeah. Well, we're just doubling our chances there. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. It comes. That's December eighth. So by the time you hear the podcast version, it's in like two days. Everyone get excited, get hyped. I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, if I win one during the Game Awards, I will let you borrow it on days of the month that are a prime number. Let me tell you, don't remember math. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to get this thing. <laughs> what is a prime number? It's, a, a it's something that's like only divisible by, by itself and one. Or only divisible. Yeah. So yeah. like one and three and uh-huh. five and seven. And eleven. It's a lot of overnight shipping, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. We'll figure it out though. Uh yeah. Anything else? Or are you just excited to uh oh by the way, Cozy's in chat. Metroid Prime one or four. Or an yeah. ad in which Samus tells you to quit smoking. I don't know that <laughs> reference. Sounds okay. funny to me. So first of all, Samus would never tell you to not be cool. So like that's not going to happen. Second of all, smoking cigarettes is not cool, kids. That's gross. So, yeah, same as tell me to quit smoking cigarettes. Great. Third, yeah, Metroid, baby. Metroid. Nintendo has a pretty good reputation of supporting Game Awards with, like, at least one big announcement. Yeah, something. Yeah. Like, it's been, in the past, yeah. it's been, you know, Breath of the Wild trailer, or it's been uh, Persona, whatever the goddamn, or reveal for, for like, big reveal for, sp- for Smash characters, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think Metroid Prime 4 wasn't that... No, that was a Nintendo Direct and E3 reveal, wasn't it? I feel like Bayonetta was Game Awards. Bayonetta I, I 3, yeah, you're right. I think that was Game Awards. Yeah. Um, God, that game came Any, went, any other it? guesses? What do you think? Because he says there's some good stuff here. What Do you, what do you, you have any guesses? I don't know. I feel like for the first time in a while, I'm like completely checked out of this. Like I'm mm-hmm. not... I Zero hype level. I'm not seeing really anything about it. I mean, I am seeing things about it on, on Twitter occasionally, but I'm like... For some reason, my brain's not engaging with it, so I don't know. I'm just, I'm along for the ride. We'll just go in there and see what happens. I'm with you. I'm just excited to see, and hopefully good stuff. I just want to win a Steam Deck. Let me tell you, I also applied for an Alienware sweepstakes. I'm just trying to win stuff, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) Just give me something. I'll be so happy. Uh, But anyways, talking about being happy, we're going to move on to playtime. Oh, Chad. I see two things. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. I see two oh, things geez. on your list here. <laughs> I just Googled free Steam Deck Game Awards. How do I get it? How do I, I just keep everything as a question on Google. Ask Jeeves. Bring him back. Uh, yeah. What do you play? I can guess both of these. But I'm, not going um, I'm going to start with S for Sifu. S mm. is for Sifu. So I told, I told y'all last week that I had played, I don't know, what, an hour of it, maybe. And I'd gotten to the second level on i was age 58 and i was like is this good i don't know (laughs) ridiculous but i was having a pretty good time with it and uh i beat it i finally beat it Mm -hmm. and i had not a good time with it 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 was a very frustrating experience for me um i went back and tried to i played the first now that i knew how to reset my age which is to go back and play the, the level where you fucked up a lot um went back to the first level and could not get better than 58. Um, I was really? just only doing worse. And I think huh. I, something about it, I think I had this same trouble with Jedi Fallen Order as well, is I couldn't, I couldn't for the life of me get the parry mechanic. Like I could not yeah, get the timing essential. on the parry. Then you're right. You yeah, that's essential. To. And so I just felt like I was just constantly mashing the block button uh, and never really, it never clicked for me. So uh, yeah, I was I was frustrated as shit, and I eventually almost like yelled at the screen, and I said, "Let's just put it on easy, let's just put it on easy." Yeah. And so I put it on easy <clears throat> again. I was just I basically I wasn't good at the game, but I was button mashing my way through it, picking up items as, as much as I could. I was resetting my age at the at the uh, shrines every time I could. So I got to like mm. the final level, and I was like age twenty four. Yeah, but then I beat the game at like forty-five. I got the trophy for beating it under fifty. Okay. But yeah, it, I I did not have a good time with this game. It, it, again, it's I like the idea of it. The mechanic is cool. You die and you age more. You come back to life. The more you die, the stronger you get, but the less health you have. Like that's that's a cool mechanic. I like the art direction. I the third level the museum. You're right. I was about yeah, to ask you. How you feel about the, that third level? The last half of the museum was like super cool conceptually, and then you get to the second phase of that boss, and you're like, "What the fuck happened?" 
and I saw Alex had a similar situation. He tweeted about it, and he's like, that that final boss of the third level just immediately turns into impossible. She's so fast. Oh, you know the funny thing is, the second phase was the easiest phase for me because you just made my upgrades. Well, yeah, you just parry her projectiles, and you have an ability where you catch projectiles and throw them back, yeah. and yeah. you just take her out immediately. Yeah, it was so tough for me. Yeah, I couldn't because. Again, I couldn't parry well, but yeah, I guess I chose yeah. the wrong upgrades too. But yeah, so I did not have a did not have a great time with it. I was very glad to be done with it. Um, mm. Sifu, I got a question for you. Yeah, because I know certain people were like game of the year contender and all that stuff. I, obviously, from the way you're talking, it's not going to be on your overall game of the year at all. Do you see like any chance for this like even indie or is it just like nah this game's not good i don't there are just so many good indie games this year like mm -hmm. with tunic and cult of the lamb i haven't played cult of the lamb yet but everyone loves it like there are so many good indie games that i don't think sifu's gonna win it might get nominated for a few things in fact i think it did right but i don't think it's i don't remember from, yeah, i, I think, think it's gonna win anything Heelys. our direction should at least yeah um but yeah i'm with you i liked it but I was not like, this should be on the overall game of the year list. I was like, this is good. This is enjoyable. I, I will never think about it again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had a good time with it, but yeah, I, I don't get the hype. Uh, that that much hype. But I think it was all right. Uh, what about the second one, though? I wonder <clears> what <throat> this could mean. Oh, CPAP machine. CPAP, yeah. So I got diagnosed with sleep apnea, and uh, now I sleep like a robot. So. <laughs> uh, no, CP is the Callisto Protocol, baby. Oh, I was um, actually up until the middle of the day on Friday. I was still in like a wait and see kind of mode. And I was like, do I really want to get this right off the bat? Do I still because reviews were embargoed until the day it came out until that day. And then they were like, and then they came out and down and like, in the yeah, middle. They, they all weren't over the, the best reviews. They weren't terrible reviews, but they weren't the best. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? The game looks fun. I'm, I'm into a spooky game. I like the team. I like the idea. So I bought it and I beat it. I just beat it this afternoon. Oh, okay. Um, played through the whole thing. I don't know, maybe t eight, ten hours. Um, I generally, I feel good about it. I feel like if I were to mm. rate it a score, it'd be a solid eight. It'd be a, it'd be a very good game, a very good game. I feel like it has, it struggles a little bit with identity. It, it doesn't feel distinct really from anything mm. else. This is not a spoiler for the game. I'm just going to throw out a couple of random scenarios that you see a lot in survival horror type games. And let me know if you recognize them. Oh, in order to get to the end of the facility, we have to go through, we have to get on the tram. Oh, but in order to get on mm -hmm. the tram, you got to get on the elevator and that's blocked by this thing. Uh-oh, we can't unblock that thing because the generator's down. We got to restore power to the generator. There are three circuits you got to go through in order to get to that. And then you get on, the, like, it's, it's uh, everything in this game you've seen before. Whether it's mm -hmm. in uh, very similar to like Resident Evil franchises, even this, even like story-wise, the way that it all wraps up is similar to things that you've seen in Resident Evil or Dead Space or you know, any any of those types of games, survival horror games before. So it doesn't do anything new really, aside from kind of the combat, which is the most controversial part of the game. Um, the it, the combat is so simple, I guess. And it's mm -hmm. but and it's really set up for one on one. So if you're if you're fighting one creature, you you're attacking with melee. Melee is a lot of people are comparing this to Dead Space, and rightly so. Striking Distance has a lot of Dead Space type people. Aesthetically, this looks like a Dead Space ripoff. Like it might as well be called Schmenchmace. It's like <laughs> it's pretending it's it is Dead Space through and through in a, a aesthetically and in and in feeling. But it um in combat is it's very different. Dead Space is all about you know. You need to keep your distance. You're using all sorts of things to creatively and strategically dismember things and throw things back, throw their face back at them or throw their arm right through them and stick them to the wall or burn them or use the environment, like all of that kind of stuff. Whereas this is is highly melee focused. You get a stun baton pretty mm. early in the game. And it's all about just meleeing enemies. And the only like dodge, make it, you have to be up close, so they're going to swing at you. And dodging is just holding left or right. And when they swing your character, as long as you're holding a direction, it will just dodge their blows left and right. Do you not have to time to where they're going to swipe at? As long no, as you're going like, to the side, it doesn't side. matter if they raise the right arm up. It doesn't. Oh. As long as you're holding a direction, your character will kind of just lean the wrong way, uh, re lean the correct way. 
And mm-hmm. if they swipe multiple times in a row, all you got to do is go left, right, left. And if you do two, two in the same, like left, left, and then boom, you get hit. So it, like, it feels oh, kind okay. of like, I don't know, it feels just like super basic in that way. But what's frustrating is when you get two or three enemies in a room and your character doesn't maneuver well, which is part of the survival horror aspect and it's part of what makes it scary. But like, yeah, it's definitely not set up for multiple combatant uh, combat. But there were some good things about it. Like the, the guns, it's kind of cool the way that the guns, all they're all like 3D printed on the same trigger. Like you just like you get a hilt mm. and then you like print guns on top of it. So you just swap out the top part of your gun and go from a pistol to like a shotgun type thing to a an automatic pistol, um, which is pretty fun. But uh, some good things about it. A beautiful game. There are two mm. modes to this game. There's a the regular mode that it is set up on by default. It doesn't even ask you. It puts it on 30 frames a second with ray tracing, and it is fucking beautiful. And this is exactly the game for ray tracing. With the light from your flashlight on your person, the environmental yeah. lighting, all that kind of stuff. Like, this is exactly what was meant for ray tracing, and it is gorgeous. And then, like, three quarters of the way through the game, I was like, is there even a 60 frames m- mode? And it's not. Like, you pause the game in the middle of the game, and you go to gameplay options, and then there's nothing listed there that would even hint that it is but if you leave the game and go to the main menu and then go back to that same options suddenly a new thing is there it says performance mode on or off i was like let me see what this is and 60 frames runs great but oh my lighting wise everything's washed out it's nowhere near scary or moody and so i was like yeah let's toggle this back uh so yeah it looks fantastic it makes me really excited actually for dead space remake coming out next month in january Mm -hmm. um but here's something that I think it does excel at, where, where everything else is is like kind of generic or like just good, like a very good game. But it is stellar when it comes to sound design. If you can play this mm, thing with okay. a set of headphones, oh my god, Adam, it will make you just just standing still in a room and listening to the constant sounds of like of these of these. Did you even hear that over Discord? Did Discord block that? Yeah, I heard it. I was okay. like, that's what it is. Yeah, it's a dog trapped in a well. No, if you get that, like all of that squishy, gross alien intestine noise all around you, the the creatures as you're like, if they hear you, but they're not on the same level as you, then there are all sorts of ways for them to like jump into the floor or go into the wall or jump up into a vent in the ceiling and make their way back to you and jump out and surprise you in the room that you're in. So if you're like just walking and then suddenly you hear the most frantic clanging like all around you and it's like moving all over the place with the fucking in there. Scary as shit, Adam. Scary as shit. Um, It's that sound of like when you're a little kid. And you're doing something you're not supposed to do, and like your mom catches you, and she comes stomping into the room, and you're like, "I'm about to die. <laughs> yes. I'm literally about to be murdered. I thought I was cool. I'm I'm dead." Yeah. Uh, so I love it. Yeah. If you can, the 3D audio is incredible. So if you can play this with a pair of headphones, or I guess I don't know if you do the 3D audio through your TV that PlayStation can do. Oh, by the way, I was playing mm. this on PlayStation, which it ran freaking smooth and wonderfully and great on. Apparently, it is not running well at all on PC, and it is yeah, running okay is on rough. Xbox. So I. I yeah. I don't know what kind of performance issues it has, but I didn't see any on PlayStation. But the 3D auto is incredible. Very cool. So yeah, I played Close I, I, Protocol. So, I'm excited for the... It, it, it's mm-hmm. a cool franchise. It's a cool idea. Hopefully, they get a second shot at it, refine the combat, make it a little bit more distinct. Again, like distinction coming into play, like the guns all just felt like none of them were unique or distinct from one another. Like I, They were all just different amounts of bullets that i had when i ran out of bullets for one mm. i would switch to the other and there was no real strategy in picking one because they all just basically did the same thing with varying amounts of damage whereas in it's hard not to compare this to it but in dead space every weapon was so unique and used for very different purposes and uh yeah. this is another thing too like ammo was so limited in this game callisto protocol ammo's everywhere I think the only survival aspect of this game is your limited inventory. Like right at first, you can only hold six things and that includes your ammo. That includes your health packs. That includes anything that you pick up that's valuable that you want to sell. And so that's like the survival, like, Oh, what do I drop ammo so I can pick up this thing and maybe upgrade a weapon later when I find a cell station or do I keep the ammo in case I need it? Turns out there's ammo fucking everywhere. And uh, in fact, I sold a lot of ammo. It's also a melee game. Exactly. Yeah. It's very much a melee game too. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I I enjoyed my time with it. I think it was it was worthwhile. I liked it. I'm excited for a second sequel. I'm only a few trophies away from the end. One of them being the played on the hardest difficulty thing. There was Greg Miller tweeted, "Hey, by the way, you can." beat the final boss, switch the difficulty in the menu, and then whenever you go to the last cutscene, it'll pop the highest difficulty trophy. I did it this mm. morning and it didn't work, but there was also a patch that came out oh. yesterday. Yeah, patch got rid of I the problem. I think they patched it. So. If, an, if a second one gets announced, I'll probably replay the whole game on hard and find all the... I, mean, I missed a couple audio logs. So. Gotcha. I was going to say, is it feels... I mean, this is the one that people always bring up because we're old, I, I suppose. I'm like, so, you know, Assassin's Creed 1. There's a lot of games where it's like the first one was like, there's interesting, but it wasn't the mm. best thing ever. But you are you think if... Do you think that if they had it too, that would be the dopest shit ever? Or do you think you they would you would rather see them do something else? I think it, I'm excited for it because I want more of that. There's nothing There's nothing really in that, in that space. Dead Space was like unique and cool and amazing in its own right. And then EA said, we don't want to make anymore. And now they're remaking the first one, but like there's no plans on the horizon for fourth, fifth, whatever it is. So I I want Callisto Protocol to keep going because I want more games like that. And there's nothing out really that satisfies that. Gotcha. You should wa uh, listen to I listened to the podcast with Gwendolyn Christie. Oh yeah, from Game of Thrones. Mm hmm. And well, Star Wars, Captain Phasma. Let's oh yeah, her too. Uh, yeah. But no, yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was again that was the thing, like the audio design, like it has three D audio on the podcast, and there's a lot of squishy noises and a lot of squelches and and cracks and screams, and like oh, this is very good. It's like I'm not surprised that the game sounds good because the podcast did too. Um, so yeah, that's good to hear that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I like that, very cool. All right, me, I didn't do much, you know, just hanging out, working <laughs> a lot. Oh, I did. Oh, I did play something here. Play a little bit yeah, of Marvel's you play Midnight Plain or Suns. Peanut? What? Plain or Peanut? Or Peanut Butter? Oh, MMS. MMS. Yes. Crunch or Crispy. Oh, yes, sir. Here's the thing. If only they made those still. Crispy from back when we were kids, the green bag, better than the crispy that's out right now. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the have you tried Sugar Cookie? Yes. Also very good. And they kind of remind very me of that, good. but with that, obviously the taste of like a sugar cookie in there too. Those are very good. Also the brownie. Also oh yeah. Fudge brownie. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Peanut butter still king though, but yeah. 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 Not a peanut fan. Uh, anyways, we're still talking about M&M's. Midnight, <laughs> Marvel's Midnight Suns uh, is, yo, Chad, this game's really good. I was worried. I was like, are they going to be able to pull it off? Like, you know, because like the previews were always good. But I was like, still, I need this to be a solid. What's going on here? I'll just ignore that. should <laughs> be. Um, and I was a little bit worried about it. And then it reviews all came out and it was like mid 80s. And I was like, good, I can live with that. And I've done literally nothing else except for do that for the last multiple days. Uh, I did that. Literally, we started. I came up here late because I was like, I got to finish this. <laughs> I got to finish this mission real quick. I man. saw it. Discord told on you. Yeah. Well, Oh, is it, am I connected on my Xbox to yeah. Discord? Yeah, said you were playing Marvel Midnight Suns. <laughs> well, it is what it is. I said I had a mission and had to tell the kid to take a shower. Uh, no, it's very good, man. It's basically Fire Emblem if it was good. <laughs> no, no. I love nice. Fire Emblem, but it, I honestly just like the Marvel-ish part of it. Kind of puts it over the top for me. And I was watching then, a, the, a gameplay trailer, too. Of, like, I didn't realize, and it was card-based. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that it was like randomized a little bit. Like it adds a random element because you don't know what cards you're going to get in your hand at any mm -hmm. moment. I was like, oh, I like that aspect of it. That's cool. Yeah, you just like build a deck and then stuff comes to you and you can play around with it. But it, it reminds me of like abilities, you know, like a turn-based game where you have abilities and that's what it yeah. really is. Um, and it has the movement thing, which I know happened earlier this year, but with uh, rabbits, people are like, oh, it's really cool because you can just move anywhere. Mm-hmm. And not be like stuck on a grid, and this game also does that. Basically, the strategy gameplay is probably my favorite of any strategy game I've ever played. It's just like it's all about synergy, and it's like, oh, you know, you know, uh, magic makes portals and like collect people in one spot, and then Ghost Rider can do like AOE attacks, and then just, everyone works together, and like you just you build a deck and you go in there, and it's fantastic. Uh, 
I love this game a lot. And the and the social stuff is actually really cool. Like just talking, hanging out with the, the voice cast is great. Hey, Michael J. White is Blade. Just is Michael J. White. Uh, he, he's the black guy in The Dark Knight. He gets his face cut open by the Joker, but he's also been in a lot of other stuff. Michael J. White, comma who is he? Yeah, here we go. Okay, okay, him? Google, show me Michael B. Jordan. Come on. Yeah, it's J J A I. Oh, J A I. Yeah, Michael oh, okay. J White. Yeah, I know this guy. Jai White. Yeah. Uh, voice cast is really good, and it's all the characters. Oh, he are was so in cool. the Spawn movie. Did you ever watch that movie? Yeah, Spawn. I've seen Spawn before. <laughs> <laughs> An awful movie. Um, and this game is basically like, hey, all the cool social stuff from like Persona or Fire Emblem and all that with Marvel characters, and then just do really really awesome strategy battles in between all that stuff. And I'm super into it, man. Um, it's funny. Remember, I remember we had stories and it was like, oh, this game, there's no relationships. You're just friends. This game, I like to see, you know, people talk about like baiting in like media mm-hmm. when they're like, oh, that's gay baiting. Those two guys are clearly supposed to be in love, but they're not doing it. Uh, this game baits because it's like, there's no romantic relationships, but I'm always hanging out at the pool with Blade <laughs> and he's always in his little swim trunks. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? Uh, but no, it's a really good game. It's probably... I'm going to keep playing it because it is a full-ass RPG. It's probably going to be in my list because I love strategy RPGs and this game is uh, phenomenal. So I'm going to keep playing it. But right now I'm like, yeah, this is great. I want to do nothing but play that game at all times. I was starting, I was trying to think of like, I'm leaving on the 17th Mm -hmm. to road trip across the country and then be at my parents' house for a week and a half and then road trip back. So I'm going to be gone for like three weeks. And I was like, I want to remote play. I can't be without my PlayStation that long, but also like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to bring it along. This might be a really good remote play game. I mean, there's enough content. I will say, and people have pointed this out, like the first, as it's tutorializing you, like the first, you know, two or three hours, it feels kind of slow where it's just like... Here's how the Abbey works. Here's how picking stuff up works. All that is like whatever. But then there comes a point where it's like, oh, just do whatever you want. That's where it really opens up. So it is a little bit slow. I can see in, in previews people are like, it's a little bit slow. But like once you get past that and it's like, yo, do whatever you want with whoever you want. Go make best friends with Captain Marvel. And and ah oh, man, it's so good. So yeah, if you and there's enough content. So I would say if you want something to dig your teeth into and there's nothing else to play, I think it's great. I say go for it. Cool. Cause especially because you liked Mario Rabbids this year, which yeah. you, which I was shocked because you don't like strategy. I mean, this is that combat system, but I think better. And, you know. And, and arguably, hey, Marvel is cooler than Rabbids, so. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> the only thing that would have been cooler if it was Minions and, and uh, Mario. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And Yuri Lowenthal, Spider-Man, so that's also fun. Oh, anyways, nice. I didn't realize. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, knew that. I knew that. I think I knew that. Steve Bloom is also Wolverine. So, I, I think he was the Wolverine in the cartoon, in the 90s cartoon. Voice cast is great. Anyways, great game. Excited to play it. Probably going to be on my top five list. There we go. That's what I played. Uh, Oh, I was like, Chad, continue. But no, it's me. It's you, Uh, I'm going to move on to our... (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I am in a fog (laughs) of silliness. Uh, Moving on to our quest log. Fortnite gets sexy. It's from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Uh, We normally don't talk about Fortnite, but there is... I sent you a, a, a tweet earlier. And I hope you looked at yeah, it. That's the only reason I'm talking about this story. Because yeah. holy fuck, everybody check this out. It's so right, stupid. Fortnite. Why is why why does Fortnite look so good? <laughs> Looks amazing. Uh, Fortnite Chapter Four Season One was officially uh, has officially arrived and promises to add the Hulk, the Witches Geralt of Rivia, Doom Slayers, uh, Doom's Doom Slayer, and next gen graphics and features powered by Unreal Engine 5.1. So that's the only reason I'm talking about this story. It's cool. Uh, you know, new season of Fortnite. Whatever, whatever, whatever. On next gen, this game now is Unreal Engine 5. And I would just Google Fortnite Unreal Engine 5 because holy shit, this is like the best looking game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, so the next gen uh, Unreal Engine 5.1 features uh, will usher in a generational leap in visual fidelity, bringing an unprecedented level of detail to a game world like the Battle Royale Island. This will be done using Nanite, Lumen, Virtual Shadow Maps, and Temporal Super Resolution on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PC, and Cloud Gaming. Uh, Nanite provides highly detailed architectural geometry. Lumen provides high-quality ray-traced reflections on glossy material and water. Virtual Shadow Maps allow for highly detailed shadowing. Temporal TSR allows for high-quality visual at a high frame rate. All this is just to say, uh, get on, you know, a 4K TV and look up... (laughs) 
Fortnite uh, videos, and holy shit, this is like, why does this game look so fucking good? It is wild. And I'm like, thank God that this is what Unreal Engine 5 is, because I want all the video games to look like this. Yes. It's fucking gorgeous. Can I did not... I mean, it makes sense, obviously, that Fortnite is, is going to be the game that pilots this technology and all this kind of stuff, but like, when they... When we were introduced to Unreal Engine 5, what was it, 2020? Like spring of 2020? Mm-hmm. When was it they, the sand demo? The girl yeah, walking the around sand in the demo, sand? demo, and they showed off yeah. Nanite and Lumen and all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, this is fucking wild. I did not expect the very first thing that we ever saw to get that treatment to be Fortnite two and a half years later. <laughs> yeah. But this makes me want to uh, play it, yeah, especially now with like the Hulk's in it. Fuck yeah, I want to play as the Hulk. Oh, God. Yeah, dude, all the... Can the Hulk, Witcher's Geralt, Arivia, and Doomslayer? I don't know mm-hmm. if you know this, but Porkchop in the chat, Brent, his favorite things in the world are The Witcher, Doom, and Assassin's Creed, and Marvel's Avengers, the game, and Fortnite, <laughs> and Fortnite, yeah, and Fortnite. Like this is his. Oh my God, that poor kid doesn't have, and he did. Yep, that that kid. Ugh. He's like, I need three hundred dollars right now for all the skins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks cool. I just say everyone check it out because this is what gaming's going to look like in the future. You're talking about how you know good Callisto Protocol is, but you know Fortnite they're putting in work too. Uh, meet the Raf host this summer. What a meet what? and greet with the respawn name fire host. What? Maybe it's potential. What? There's a question mark after that. Uh, Jason Finelli at Gamespot Summer Game Fest. Will be opening to the public for the first time ever. As event curator Daddy Jeff Keeley and his team have announced the Summer Game Fest 2023 kickoff show, where live will air live from YouTube Theater at Hollywood Park on June 8th. So June 8th, you can go in public and go to Summer Game Fest for the first time. Where the RAF host going to be there? I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying I'm planning to, but I'm just, one of us lives closer to that place than the other one. Is all I'm saying. Uh, in addition to audiences streaming on YouTube and Twitch like previous years, the 2023 uh, SGF kickoff will allow fans to purchase tickets and see every world premiere, gameplay demo, and musical performance live in Inglewood, California. Tickets will be available for purchase in, quote, early 2023. Uh, the official lineup of game uh, Summer Game Fest 2023 participants has not been announced, but the show will follow a 2022 event that featured The Last of Us Part 1, Close to Protocol, and extended gameplay demos of Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and the debut of Ghost Simulator 3. Um, so Chad, are you interested? I guess is my main question here. Because we know what Summer Game Fest is. We've seen it for the last couple of years. Yeah. Are you interested in going in person? If here's the thing. I'm not interested if I have to go in person and attend 15, 20 minute things over three weeks. Like I can't I can't afford three weeks of Airbnbs to attend a few 20 minute things. But no, mm-hmm. yeah. Summer Game Fest, this actually does I'm I'm curious now what the overlap is with E3. Like when are the dates? They gotta be close to each other. That's the question because E three is also, I believe, open to the public unless I'm misremembering. Yeah, they're gonna be. There's like three days of press only, and then like three days of public, and that's Mm -hmm. June thirteenth through Friday, June sixteenth. So right afterwards. Yeah, Yeah. that could be fun. Yeah, go to go to Summer Games Fest on June eighth, and then maybe a trip to Disneyland in between, and then E three. Do you have three thousand dollars on hand? I got a way for you to spend it in June. Wait, $3,000 for what? Is that how much it costs to everything? This? No, I'm just like travel and tickets and Airbnb. Oh, I mean, I'll and drive everything. down. I'll drive down. Well, you can. I can't. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a good way to spend a couple thousand dollars if you want to go enjoy yeah. yourself for a couple weeks. Uh, very cool. Again, will you meet the RAF host? I don't know. Ask us. Yeah, you might see me there. You might see me there. This will be. Uh, where is Hollywood go. Park? Where yeah, is... right there by Hollywood. <laughs> i just googled hollywood idiot (laughs) hollywood where is it (laughs) Uh, where is it last story of the day nintendo gets quote-unquote serious about pokemon issues this darren bonthuiz at GameSpot. uh pokemon scarlet oh i'm only doing this because we're following up from last week i don't actually it's not a big deal uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has been regularly criticized since launch for arriving in a rough state. In an update, Nintendo has said that it's taking fan feedback, quote-unquote, seriously, as it works on improvements for the game. That's now a quote from Nintendo. We are aware that uh, players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance. Our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games, and we apologize for the inconvenience. We take the feedback from players seriously and are working on improvements to the games. Uh, as for a patch, which did release last week, I guess? I think like three days ago. 
in, Two days ago. in the past. Uh, as for the patch, it'll kick off the first season of Ranked Battles and will address an issue that caused the music to not play correctly during the battles of the Elite Four. So they didn't fix all the technical issues, but right. the music works, and they're more worried, I guess, about competitive than anything. So that is the first thing that was addressed. Um, so, I, you know, Cozy, I don't know if he's still in the chat or not. I know he was waiting to buy it. You know, they're putting patches out. We'll see how good it gets. Cozy, go spend your money. You know you want to. I don't know how fixed it can get. I mean, I feel like things they could release through, like, they can patch out maybe frame rate issues. They can patch out issues where, like, characters are riding invisible Pokemon or Pokemon get swept away by the wind and all. Like, they can they can patch out <laughs> some of that stuff. <laughs> the wind. But, I mean, they can't patch out the, like, the one kilobyte JPEG that they're using for grass. They can't patch out. Like, those are the yeah. things they won't touch. So, I mean, it'll still be ugly, but hopefully it'll at least run smoothly. Um, hopefully. Yeah, my thing is, like, the game, is, honestly, overall, the game is what it is at this point. And a lot of people are happy. And a lot of people are like, yeah, it looks like actual, like, diarrhea that runs off into an ice cream truck and then you think <laughs> it's frozen ice cream. That's fine. But people are enjoying it. People are like, yes, it's awful, but I like this game. So if they just smooth things out for those people, those people stay happy and shiny hunt, it's all good. That's all that matters because, you know. I do you have know, some FOMO. Not going to lie. Like, you got a what? I have FOMO. I oh, because it's the only one you haven't played in a while, I right? I have ScarJo FOMO, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> everyone does. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I even texted, I saw Matt uh, was playing it. And so I texted him, I was like, how, how is it? Are you having fun with it? Like, cause I think I'm, I'm like Alex, I'm going to wait until it like actually runs before I support them with money. So I think Marvel Midnight Suns will be my December game. And then, uh, I'll maybe pick this up in the new year, but yeah, I, I do feel like I'm missing out, especially cause everyone's like, this is the best Pokemon's ever been. And it runs the worst. Yeah. And I was like, really? What's so good about it? I want to play it. Cause I was obsessed with Arceus. Like that was, I think mm -hmm. top tier Pokemon has ever been, but that's the thing, because you double down on Arceus so hard, like, this would probably be your game, but you're just, you know, you're you're keeping your your laurels? Your, what is it whenever you decide not to do something based on, like, a preconceived, like, ju like righteousness? What, what is it? What am I, Google righteousness, what is it? Preconceived righteousness, comma, I, I guess you're what resting is on your laurels. the phrase? You're going to get nothing in that Google search, by the way. Uh, sins, imputed righteousness is a concept in Christian theology. I've been playing too much Pentiment. Pentiment. I'm just saying fucking big words for no reason. Oh, I uh, fucking forgot Pentiment existed. Well, we're going to talk about it in a second. But anyways. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, people enjoy it. And I hope that you get to it because I think you would like it. Based on how much you talked about Arceus earlier this year, I think it'd probably be your shit. So, But thank you for not spending money for a product you do not think is worth it. You're speaking with your wallet. That's yes. what I was. That's what all that Pentiment talk was about. Yeah. I was insane. I was um I was trying to think today of of games other games like ScarJo where it's like it fucking mm -hmm. runs like trash but people are throwing money at it anyway and obviously you know Fallout Four comes to or Fallout in general comes to mind um and then Cyberpunk and I was like is this kind of like Cyberpunk and I was like well a lot of people bought it even despite it but it still didn't sell crazy right off the bat right Cyberpunk didn't. I think it sold like 13 million in its first year. Oh, shit. Well, yeah, that's impressive. It did so well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, some people, I mean, like, there are the Avengers fans who are like, no, this game is good. I promise. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Keep playing it. Um, but no, Pokemon's just too big to fail. Did you see? Did you see? Speaking of Marvel's Avengers, mm -hmm. they have a new content drop that maybe, maybe it came out today or this week or yeah, something like that. Out. And the big thing they're teasing, you get to fight. Modok. I'm like, oh. bitch, we killed Modok two years ago. Why are you still back. advertising these old ass bosses that we get to fight over and over? That's that was the biggest problem with like all the villain sectors and cool post game shit is just like you fight Taskmaster thirty five times and then you fight Abomination thirty five times and that's it and it's the same battle all the time. It's like why? But you can play Bucky now. You play Bucky and then they have the yeah. cloning lab. How much you in a bet? On. Bucky plays exactly the same as Captain America. Uh, let's not talk about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, but that's it for the news stories, everybody. I guess it's time for... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99, 
If I have one piece of advice for you, wear sunscreen. This is the segment from Adam. <laughs> you remember that song? What is that? It was like I tried. So I tried to look it up today. It's it's some song. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> the song is like everyone's free to be what they want or something like that. But yeah, uh -huh. it came out in 1999, and it was like this graduation type thing, and it was a song that played on the radio. It was a wild never, and it's just this guy. It's an Australian voice actor giving advice over music, but it was playing. It was all over the radio when we were mm -hmm. kids. I'm sure if I heard, it, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, of course." That and sucking on a chili dog. I remember it the minute I hear it. <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, the the song I always remember is it's the sunscreen song. Wear sunscreen, but it's just it's sunscreen. a bunch of unsolicited advice. Like stop looking at beauty magazines; they only make you feel ugly. Like that kind of shit. And that was a bop in the ninety yeah. ninety nine. Huh? And it was just over music, and it, yeah, apparently it was an actual like. On a speech or a poem, like some woman wrote it, and for a class Public of ninety-seven, service announcement. and then they released oh, a song. Oh, it's like a speech. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Uh, so this is probably the last time we. Well, this is the last time we do it for the year. I'm looking back at November, and what are the best reviewed games of the year? And then that'll lead into me talking about our game of the year plans, specific, like exact. Anyways, uh, God of War Ragnarok ninety-four surprise. There we go. Top of the list. Atari 50th anniversary, whatever. Atari 50 collection, 89. The fuck? No idea what it's... People say it's good. Who the I don't fuck care. is rating Pong and Asteroids at an 89 above Pentiment? <laughs> yeah. A Pentiment at an 88. Uh, yeah, Atari 50. I, I think just because the only people who reviewed it are people who were like uh, Atari games. Yeah, people know. are like, oh sure my god, the, the gener next generation console uh, Atari VCS is the fucking best thing on the planet. I'm glad that I bought a $500 machine so I could play Atari 50. Yeah. You know? No, I'm, just, I'm sure it's fine. I just don't I don't care about that era. Uh, Pentiment at an 88. Every time I see is... Pentiment, I think pimento cheese. And then I think one time I had a biscuit with fried chicken and pimento cheese on it, and it was fantastic. That sounds good. Don't bring Alex in here. He'll start talking about his Gouda. Or <laughs> <laughs> Remember he argued with us about that one time about cheese? No. Nope. So wrong. <laughs> Yeah, he argues about cheese. By the way, he's not here so he can talk smack. But no, he said something about... Because you were eating your power pack. And he was like, That's the, <laughs> that cheese is garbage. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck cheddar. Cheddar's overrated. Should yeah, not yeah. be America's de facto cheese. Cheese talk. It was fun. Uh, I don't remember if this was in last month's list or not, but Bayonetta 3 was at an 86. Because it okay. came out like October 28th. So I don't remember if it was in the last list or not. Uh, and Tactics Ogre uh, was also an 86, which I believe is just a remaster of Tactics. Sure. Whatever. Sure. The game that I said, it's a remaster. Um, so that's the best games of the month of November. And this is going to explain or go into roll in to our exact details of Game of the Year. I've talked about Game of the Year, the plan is. So no regular shows. This is the last regular show for the year. All right. Next week, we will have a panel of friends. Everyone's already committed and so they're going to do it. I think it's what? Seven people total? Is going to be on the thing. Well, Eight? I didn't count. I, can't, but I don't count. Looks good. It's somewhere in there. There's a, a number of people. We're going to come on and we're going to make, we're going to debate and deliberate the best games of the year. And after all that deliberate, and that will be live next Sunday uh, on twitch.tv slash affable idiots. And we're going to make our list for indie game of the year and then overall game of the year. We're going to have our friends. We're going to battle it out. We're going to yell at each other. We're, someone's going to get punt, punt kitted, punt kicked. Punt kitted. <laughs> punt kitted. Yeah, everyone loves a punt kit. Uh, and we're going to figure out, like, this will be the bracket, right? And then, at an undisclosed time, we're not going to tell you because it's, it's a secret. But in the week following, sometime, we will release the host. Me, Chad, and Alex will go through that bracket and determine what our overall game of the year is for Respawn Aim Fire. So next Sunday... We're going to deliberate live. That'll go up on the podcast. The following week-ish, we'll have the actual final game of the year. And then coming back in the new year, we'll have our personal top five list. So we can do whatever we want on our list. It doesn't matter what, you know, just in case you feel slighted, you know, because one of us is going to be upset at the overall winner, I, I assume. <laughs> so we'll still have our own list. But yeah, next Sunday, make the list. The following week, you'll get the actual game of the year discussion. Beginning of January, where we come back. And in there, just keep an eye on Twitter, uh, Respawn Aim Fire, uh, and also on Patreon.com slash Respawn Aim Fire, because you're going to be able to guess on the bracket, you know, a little March Madness, who's going to be the winner. Oh. 
And whoever gets the closest will win a prize. Ooh. So, everyone pay attention to Responding Fire, especially Twitter and, and Patreon if you're on the Patreon. And we're doing Game of the Year stuff for the rest of the year. And then we'll come back in the beginning of January with regular episodes and talk about our personal games of the year. So there you go. Those are our Pody Goaties, as Chad loves to say. <laughs> Pody Goaties. That's our Pody Potential our Pody games Goaties of the year. Plans. Yeah. Good stuff. Everyone enjoy How is that. that not already a thing? Pody Goaty? Pody Goaty. Is it a thing what is yet? It? <laughs> By the way, I've been listening to My Brother, My Brother and Me for the first time ever. Because I like those guys. I just never listened to that yeah. podcast. And you sound like a person who would, they would answer a question from from Yahoo Answers. <laughs> Pody Goaty, what is it? <laughs> I fucking love that show. I'm thinking of like, what do I do for the, I just looked up the trip today, 53 hours across the country. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's just driving time. That's not sleeping time. It's like, maybe I'll listen through all 700 episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me again. I'm on like 42 or something. I'm getting there. Uh, Google showed me results for potty goaty. <laughs> okay, so hey, Chad, this is yeah. our thing then. Potty goaty. TM, 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 trademark. Bop, bop, bop. There we go. That's it. That's my segment. Hold on. Oh, Gamefacts.gamespot.com. Did you know those were related? Gamefacts and Gamespot? No, I didn't know they were related. It makes sense, I guess, but I didn't know. Okay. Okay, I was I was concerned because Pody, Pody showed up in here, but it's referring to picture of the year, like best picture. No, that's nothing. Okay, Pody Goaty is our thing. Yeah, Pody Goaties. Tm 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 tm. All right, that's it. That's my segment. Which means it's time for game on game show. The game on a game show. We play a game called Game On. The game show on a game show. Game 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 game. That's not part of the, the name of it. That's just uh, the, what my mouth wanted to do at the time. And who am I to go, tell go, my go, mouth go, now? If you've never played a live game with us, by the way, it, it, listeners, if you've never played a live game with us, for every game we play as a crew, there is a... There, uh, I'm talking about video games, not game on game shows. There is a, a, a war cry that goes along with that game. So like, if, if we play mm. Destiny... As you join the voice chat, as you come into the party, everyone just goes, you, 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 If we're playing Warzone, it's, oi, 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 oi. <laughs> If we're playing Avengers, it's ass, 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 ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're assembling ass. Yeah, yeah, ass, ass, ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If we're playing Fortnite, it's Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> You're Pokemon. You're just Pokemon. That's all yes. you are. <laughs> Um, we're playing Guess What Happened This Week, which is a game we return to every once in a while. I don't think I've ever called this out, but shout out to VGLegacy.com slash this-week-in-gaming, which is uh, where I always get... Don't look at that website right now, Adam, because it has all the answers to the game that we're going to do today. Oh, but shout out to that. over. There it is. Shout out to that game, uh, that site, for uh, providing me all the like, this is what happened in gaming this week. We've got seven... Gaming-related things, events, hardware, people. Mm-hmm. People um, being born, yep. That <laughs> might be people being born, might be people being deborned, which is death. Um, <laughs> or when you get uh, shoved right back, back up in there, yep. Okay, that's um, what your hand motion was. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, we've got things that happened in history starting on December 6th, and then... Um, Throughout the rest of the week. And I'm just going to describe... I'm going to give you a hint or clue about them and see if you can guess it. These are... I made these... Trying to make these a little bit easier after last week's game that was like so impossible. It was... The game's gone wild. I just don't have the brain for the thesauruses. The the Urban Dictionary thesaurus was... Yeah, that was was rough. Uh, So yeah, I tried to make these a little bit easier, a little stress-free, especially you had a long day at work. Let's... Let's let's wrap this up. You didn't know that beforehand. You're right. Well, shh. (laughs) All right. First one, we've got seven. First one, December 6th. Mm. That is Tuesday. As people, that's the release date of this podcast. There's a, an eyebrow hair dangling in my fucking goddamn. I think I got it. Okay. You December it. 6th, good. 1996. Mm, okay. I was six years old. Two more months until yeah. I became seven years old. Me as well. They made a whole game about everyone's favorite mechanic running at the screen. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. And that is Crash Bandicoot launched in Japan on December 6, 1996. Let me tell you, a game I've never played, played the shit out of that demo. 
I remember there's a demo disc oh, on really? PS1. I played uh, so much Crash Bandicoot demo. Never played the real game. First time I ever played, played Crash game, Bandicoot in Uncharted 4. Uncharted? Yeah, when they make you play it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. December 8th. We've got three in this one. December 8th, starting right. in 1994. I was four years old. Me as well, me as well. In two months, I would have been five years old. Jeremy Irons plays your favorite villain, but I never got to see him in this game because I never got past the can't wait to be king level. Lion King was on right. Genesis. Hey, yep, that's right. Lion King launched on Genesis, December 8th, 1994. I was just guessing. Well, I mean, that's the better version, right? I don't know. I never played it. It's too I hard. Don't know. I had the SNES version, but I never had a Genesis. I never knew my father. Um, I never knew my father. <laughs> December 8th, 2006. Mm. I would have been 16, 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Waggle? Wiggle? Woggle? It doesn't matter because you can't find it in stores. Mm. Was this... So I... I'm going to say the release date of the Wii. It is the release date of the Wii specifically in Europe. That is correct. Okay. Because I'm going to say, did it release in the U.S. on December 8th? Because that sounds like a mistake. Sorry, I, for, I forgot. I intended to read this with a British accent, which is... Which oh, okay. would have Yeah. Yeah, understandable. All right. Uh, sticking on December 8th, 2012. Guess how old I was? 12 years old. 22. Oh, whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> 2012? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ta yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Conversely, you'll find plenty of these pieces of shit in stores, and you can still waggle. Wii U. That is correct. Nintendo Wii U launched in Europe. Why? The shit launched in December in England. I know. What an awful time to release. You know what it is? You know do what it is? Not do they Christmas? don't have Black Friday. Okay. Because they don't celebrate so Thanksgiving. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And they don't have to work because they celebrate Boxing Day. Fucking everyone in Europe apparently is British and they celebrate Boxing Day, which mm -hmm. is after Christmas. So like they don't they don't have to rush to the stores because they know that they're still going to have shit for Boxing Day. I I don't I'm not a fan of any of the British traditions. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Like bread pudding, <laughs> fuck you. And that's not pudding. Mm -mm, no, that's gross. Uh, last two, December 10th, the day after my dad's birthday, in uh -huh. 1999, nine years old. Two mm -hmm. months would have been ten years old. Also on my tenth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> on my 10th birthday at school i asked everyone to call me double digit dookie true story did they? they did they did very cool very cool um, kids so december 10th 1999 <clears throat> overalls learning disabilities trombones bananas december 10th of 99 you said correct <sighs> overalls learning disabilities trombones Bananas. Where does the learning disabilities come in? That's what's really <laughs> screwing me up. I want to say N64. Obviously. It, yep. Is that it? I mean, it, it, is a, it is a game that came out on the N64. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess Donkey Kong 64? It is Donkey Kong 64. Do you know what any of these references were to? I mean, I know there are trombones in the game, and there are bananas in the game, of course. Oh, is it uh, is it Cranky? No, Zuli Kong, Zuli Kong, Lanky Kong, Lanky Kong, Lanky Kong. Kong. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he, he is the one that is not the brightest of the bunch. He wears yes. overalls. He plays the trombone in the opening number. Okay, Let bananas. Me... Here's here's a dumb thing. Donkey Kong 64. Also, God, we'll, we'll get into it another time. I remember I talked before about playing the demo for Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. I also played um, Donkey Kong 64 multiplayer a lot because all these games were all these games were at my church. Uh, whenever it was, it's a it basically it's a mega church, and they would drop you could drop your kids off, I guess, while you went and pretended to, to worship God, and uh, <laughs> they had games for us there, like video games, before we had to go listen to them talk about eating wafers and the whale or whatever. Um, the whale, yeah, we, yeah, Jonah and the whale, okay. Noah and the whale, okay. Um, but yeah, we would absolutely like the demo disc for Brett Crash Bandicoot was there. 
and Donkey Kong 64 was there, and we would play multiplayer, four-player split screen. And yeah, I would. I remember Lanky Kong. I feel like his projectile was like he shot like slushy stuff out of a straw or something. I, to be honest with you, it has been so long. Donkey Kong 64 slushy. What is? <laughs> I don't know if I. I honestly can't remember if we owned Donkey Kong 64. We had to have because we. My parents are Donkey Kong fucking fanatics. Yeah, I only played but it at church. I never owned the game. I only remember playing it at Clark's house. Which mm-hmm. is, there are two things to know about Clark. One, when we were playing this game, the intro has this, the word hell the in it. He's yeah. one hell of a guy. And I thought I was going to get in trouble because yeah. the DK rap. Second, that's the kid I stole the Pokemon cards from that ended up getting me, like, fucking all my Pokemon cards burned. So Yeah. <laughs> burned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's serious. Yeah. So... All right, December 10th, 2005 would have been 15. Two months later would have been 16. What happened on your 16th birthday? On my 16th birthday. I don't think there was anything significant that happened on my 16th birthday. Yeah. I didn't get a driver's license until I was 18. Oh, I definitely got my driver's license. uh, If not on my birthday, then like the week of my birthday. I was 16. Mm -hmm. On my 18th birthday, at midnight... Went to the gas station. You know, you're like, oh, I'm 18 now. What can I do? I don't smoke cigarettes. That's disgusting. So I'm like, I'm not going to go buy cigarettes. Went to the gas station at midnight and said, I just turned 18. I'd like a lottery ticket, please. And they're like, all right, come back at 6 a.m. when we're allowed to sell them. And I was like, oh, they can't sell them at night? I will not be back, but thank you. I'll take them out and do it. I did not know. (laughs) I had no idea they couldn't sell those at nighttime. Yeah. Maybe it's a North Carolina thing. I don't know. All right, final one, 2005, December 10th. Oh, sorry, specifically the last one, that was Donkey Kong 64 launching in Japan. Japan, okay. Okay, December 10th, 2005. The Nintendo DS family sold 33 million units in Japan. This Hmm. console sold 1.6 million. Repeat that one more time. The Nintendo DS family sold 33 million units in Japan. This mm-hmm. console sold 1.6 million. A console released in 2000 and what was it? Five? Correct. And this is Japan specifically where it only sold one point whatever. Uh, Xbox 360. That is correct. Xbox 360 sold yeah. 1.6 million lifetime sales in Japan. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Japan did not trust uh, that Microsoft Xbox. They said, Sony all the way, Nintendo baby, play it on the train. Also, Xbox That was always had... the thing, right? It's like, Japanese people love the train, so they love Nintendo handhelds. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I'm sure that not everyone in Japan rides the train. Like, I'm sure a lot of people do, but it's not like, oh, I live in Japan, I must get on the train. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> That's it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for episode 286 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast today, uh, tonight, tomorrow, when you replay it, because you're like Drew Barrymore on 51st Dates, and you just wake up and listen to episode 286 of Respawn Aim Fire every day. Could you imagine that, that this is what the one you listen to over and over again, and then you're like... <laughs> I remember who I am. I have four children. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That movie is crazy. <laughs> oh, she never gets to find out what wins game of the year. Poor oh, Drew. Poor girl. Poor Drew. Yeah. Uh, you can you have homework as always. Go to patreon.com slash respawn name fire to vote on barf games for the month. Uh, speaking of barf games, we've just about done our due diligence. Barf is backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends where you tell us what you want us to play. Uh, usually classic games, ones from our childhood, one that's been a long time and that we've never experienced. For November, December, we are going to do Podigodies, Potential Games of the Year. And uh, so Adam and I played Sifu. Alex played Slash Frontiers. Is playing. I can't remember if he beat it. Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. Uh, just so that we are educated on them and can take them into consideration for our Goaty Talk. There's all sorts of other things there. Dope wallpapers. Um, go there. Check it out. We're going to be doing one of these days. We're going to launch a Q&A, like ask us anything, and uh, only patrons can submit questions to that. That's going to launch. Maybe that's a new year thing when we come back, mm. uh, just because time is so limited. 
That's it. Just go there. Be a dope person. Reach out to your Absolutely. mom. Oh, you'll get an extra, extra. You'll be able to do the bracket on there. You know, for your our game of the year stuff, you can guess a bracket on Patreon. Oh, it's on, it's a Patreon thing, not a Twitter thing. It's a both. Just do both. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Go for it. There's a paid and a free version, and they are yeah. both identical. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Uh, cool. Yeah. Get, t- someone in your life that you haven't talked to in a while, go grab them. Just go go to their house. Do a COVID test first. Go to their house. And uh, don't knock on the door. Actually, here's what you do. Knock on the door. You run to the back of the house. They come out the front door. You say, who's out here? Who are these kids? Is someone TPing my yard? The joke's on you. You've already TPed their yard before you knocked on the door. But at that time, you're coming through the back door. You're stealing all their candy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because Christmas tree-shaped Teresa's are not cheap. You go through there. You take all their candy. You grab their eggnog. You grab whatever they've got laying around on VHS. <laughs> A real, a real mean one scenario. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then you go up to Hopper from behind because you're at Hopper's house in fucking West Virginia, wherever the hell. Straight it's in to Indiana. the sixth place, Indiana. Yeah. And you go up behind him and you say, "Thanks for the smush," and you whisper that in his ear, and he turns around. You were a ghost the whole time. He can't see you, <laughs> but you make out with so many Reese's trees. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, on VHS. That's your homework, oh. everyone. Uh, yep, go do that. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of anything.